Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we go on a journey of exploring all the ways that God is sending love to us and through us. Welcome back everybody. So this is episode 60 and if you're familiar with the podcast, you know that every 10th episode is a review. So we're going to be reflecting and reviewing on the previous nine episodes, episodes 51 through 59. This is the type of episode where I say episode a lot, episode, episode, episode. (laughs) I just thought I'd get warmed up there. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here and I'm really excited to review these previous nine episodes because so much happened basically from mid-May to here we are in mid-July so over the course of about two months and oh my goodness so much has happened and it's interesting to reflect on the the span of all of those episodes because the first one was bring your heart on vacation and I recorded this right when I got back from this incredible vacation I had with Dylan in Hawaii And I talked about how using tools like tapping and prayer and journaling really helped me to be present and and fully enjoy the experience I was having in Hawaii because there were some moments where I felt like I was almost hovering above the experience and I I felt somehow separate from the beauty, the peace, the pure delight of that place and that precious time with the man I love. And so it's really cool to, to reflect on that time now as I deepen my relationship with God and Christ and prayer to really feel how, how God was really with me on that trip. And the way I've been describing kind of the time before I was saved, became saved as, as Christians refer to it, (laughs) where you say, okay, Jesus, I want my life to be all about you. Please forgive me of my sins. And I accept you as the Lord of my life. Right. So that happened a few weeks after that podcast episode and, and all the time leading up to that, there's this way nowadays that I'm mm, like the way I perceive God and his presence in my life before that moment is that he was knocking on the door of my heart, like knocking and saying like, hi, I'm here. Do you want to be connected? Like what, you know, how do you, what do you want to (laughs) do? I'm here. I want you to know I'm here. I love you. I want you to know that I love you. It's like he was drawing me uh, closer to him and giving me opportunities to choose to be in deeper relationship with him. And one moment in particular that I think about from that trip that I believe I reflect on at length in episode 51 is this moment when I was just feeling so tender and kind of jostled around. We had gone kayaking earlier that day and and we had both like capsized and I almost like, you know, like got trapped under these bushes in the river and like everything was falling. It was, it was very like, like a stressful moment and I recovered, Dylan recovered, we got back down the river, everything was okay, but it was scary and I think there's a natural kind of energy that needs to be kind of moved through from that type of experience. And so I think I was still shaken from that and just feeling 
little tired. You know, we were going so hard every day and it was so wonderful. Every day was so full and joyful, but it was a lot. So there we were. It was an afternoon on Kauai. We had rented some surfboards, but there was little to no waves. And we were just kind of sitting out in Hanalei Bay on our boards, just kind of rocking in the gentle ocean. And if you aren't familiar with this bay, I would recommend looking it up. It is so beautiful. There's this really profound um, kind of mountain off to one side. And Kauai is known for a lot of rain. So it rains a little bit and then it stops and it rains a little bit more and then it stops, which leads to many, many rainbows, which I love rainbows. I always have. I mean, who doesn't, right? They're just like, what a what a beautiful, beautiful thing that happens. Um, and I remember there I was feeling kind of tender and I let Dylan know like, hey, I'm going to pray a little bit or I'm just going to take a minute or I don't remember exactly what I said, but I let him know like, I'm going to be quiet over here for a bit. <laughs> and I'm very attentive to like never turn your back to the ocean, but I felt really clear that the water was calm enough. So I gently closed my eyes and I just prayed. I just prayed to God to help me, to comfort me, to help me feel his love, feel his presence. And I don't remember the exact prayer, but I just remember this, the earnestness of it. I was listening to something earlier today that said, God hears your heart, not necessarily your words when you pray, right? So it's like that, that to me, that's so soothing in a way, because it's so easy to be like, ah, those weren't the right words. That's not exactly what I meant. And how wonderful is it that God knows our hearts, knows what we mean in our hearts, And there I was praying. I think I cried a little, just having a a release. And I opened my eyes. And not only was my surfboard changed, it had changed direction, but there was this beam of sunlight that was piercing through the clouds and that was shining on me. And soon after, there was a rainbow. I don't know if it was right then or if it was a little later. It feels my brain has probably merged it all into one glorious moment. (laughs) But there was just such a sense of feeling God saying, hey, I'm here. I'm here. You're okay. I'm here. You can relax now. You can trust now. Like You're okay. I'm here. And this idea of trusting in God and relying on God and, and really yielding to the support of God, which is here for us always, is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I think that it's something that I I find myself uh, choosing to practice because I think there's there's a lot of built-in habits of thought and, and emotion and energy that lead me to wanting to control things for myself, to wanting to... Um, doubt God even, not that I want to doubt God, but to, you know, tending to doubt and, and just, just live more in fear. And it's like, that is not what God wants for us. He wants us to trust him and to relax into the embrace that he has for us. That's so steady, so steadfast. And I'll, 
I'll go on as we talk about the other episodes. I think they kind of touch on this theme. So moving right along, episode 52 was let love fuel your life. And this is where I talked about giving things over to love, giving things over to God. Because as I, I think in these this stage before I really accepted Jesus in my life, love and God felt like comfortable words, really comfortable. And, and in a way, I, I felt more comfortable saying love than saying God. And God is love. And as I went on throughout these episodes, I realized, whoa, but what is love? What What is the full definition of love when we're talking about it in a biblical way and when we're understanding it in the the biggest, truest capacity of it? But so, let love fuel your life was about giving things over to God and really having a deeper relationship with love and with our creator. And I don't, honestly, I don't remember all the details of that, but I do think that mm, I remember this idea of this feeling of how when we give things over to God, there is, at least for me, some sense of energy. And it's interesting because it's almost like when I try to control it all, I kind of pinch off that energy. Whereas when I give it over to God and trust him, I feel this very natural energy kind of flowing through me and guiding me. So it's anyway, so it's 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 love is fueling the things that I'm doing, but it's also guiding. It's it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Episode 53 was called Prayer is a Love Signal. And so this is where I was really starting to talk more about prayer and my practice of prayer and really acknowledging like, hey, I've been praying a lot. Like this has become a powerful resource in my life that I had never really done before. You know, I've tapped, I've done affirmations, I've journaled, I've done these love letters, but prayer, I've never really done that. And so, uh, well, you know, until recently. And so I was sharing about my experiences with prayer and a certain kind of format that I really like of prayer where you Um, basically start with acknowledging God and then you go on to thank God. You start with gratitude. And then from gratitude, maybe you'll share like, hey, I'd like your support with this or I need need you to help me with this struggle I'm dealing with. Um, And then, you know, concluding with just acknowledging Jesus, which I don't know if I included that in that one, I know that that's how I conclude my prayers now because I like to focus on Jesus. <laughs> um, but I believe that that's the first episode where I shared some scripture about how, you know, we are to be praying often. Let's see. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. That's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. And it's so beautiful to think about that's what that's what we're being asked to do. God wants us to be rejoicing, to be joyful and rejoicing in in life and and to be in prayer, to be basically in deep conversation with him continually and to be giving thanks in all circumstances. So not just the good, but also the challenging, to be giving thanks. And what a what a 
what a beautiful, what a loving God to encourage us to rest in, in this posture of rejoicing, prayer, and gratitude. Oh, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay, so the next one is, to me, feels like, ding, it's like the, the moment that everything clicked. And I honestly, I still haven't listened back to this one, and I'm really looking forward to doing that whenever I eventually feel called to because I was, I was nervous before I recorded this one. I was like, I don't even know what the podcast is anymore now that Jesus is my savior. And, and I just, I feel so deeply committed to being Christian and to loving Christ and to making my life about him and about how I can be a vessel and, and of his love and his light and how I can really share his message with the world and, and just, just be of service to God, whatever that looks like, whatever he really wants for me. But as with many podcast episodes, I just, I just come out here and I pray a little or, you know, have a moment (laughs) before I knew about prayer, I would just take a moment and set an intention, which I realized, whoa, you know, including the, the prayer, prayer is, it's like, uh, there's just so much ease with it. It's really wonderful. It feels very fortifying. It feels hearty. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I came out here and I really feel that the Holy Spirit, as Christians refer to it, it's this spirit that Christ has given us, that lives with us, that keeps us company and, and in a way acts as this, this presence that communicates with God and Christ for us um, on our behalf. But it's the spirit that lives in us and um, fills us with God's light, fills us with the light of Christ. And that's where you get this idea of the triune, triune, (laughs) T-R-I-U-N-E, triune God that's made up of God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, I know in Catholicism, they emphasize that they have like their own kind of lingo for that. But in Christianity, there's the way I'm understanding it is that it's the triune God. So I really feel that the Holy Spirit was just alive and well and, and was able to kind of speak through me in that episode. And I'm going to read you some of what I wrote in the description for that week, because I think it's so pithy and good. So It feels like I've entered a new world, a new paradigm, and it's beautiful, full of light and love and beauty. Christ loves you. He loves me. He loves us all. Now, with greater conviction than ever, I can say there is so much love here for you. The peace I feel with Jesus is greater than any peace I've ever known. The comfort, the love, the reassurance. I feel Christ helping me be brave to speak the truth, and my heart is forever changed. And that still feels true. Here we are, many weeks later, what, you know, six weeks later? That still feels true. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if, basically, I think that episode, episode 54, the greatest love I've ever known, feels like um, 
in the Christian world, they'd refer to that as like your testimony, your testimony of, of what it's like, you know, what, what accepting Jesus into your life was like for you. And that's at least one version of the story, right? There's other longer form versions that might include more of what came before and what's come after. But that's, to me, that's such a precious episode because I was so in it. I think I had just accepted Christ like the day before or something like that. It was very fresh and very alive for me. So that's a wonderful one to listen to if you all are curious about that. or And also if you just want to hear like somebody lit up with love and peace and delight because like the aliveness in that episode really stands out to me. Next we have episode 55, Love God More Than Anything. And so this is where I talk about how placing God as like really at the center of your life and letting everything kind of be secondary to Christ, like letting your your love and your sense of okayness and your sense of identity all be centered around Christ. Basically, and, and this is so cool because I feel like I've really lived into this idea and over the past handful of weeks, there's this powerful organizing feature that happens from that. And it could sound kind of demanding, right? Like God wants you to love him more than anything. And it's like, well, it's kind of like, what's going on there? But God is so wise and God is so loving and his judgment, his, his perception, his ability to ascertain things is so perfect. He knows that when we place him at the center of our lives and as like the most important the, the one that we love more than anyone or anything that provides us with so much order and so much peace. And my direct experience of this is it actually enables me to be more loving and really to be, be my best self. And part of this idea too of loving God more than anything is basically to acknowledge the way that humans, we can't help seemingly, I mean, this is basically part of what's documented throughout the Bible, just again and again and again, especially in the Old Testament, where that's kind of looking at larger spans of time where whole cultures and communities, you know, God forgives them for doing some weird stuff and like that, they really get dark. I mean, certain points certain cultures were sacrificing their own children it can get really dark really fast um but god will forgive them you know he'll be like hey don't do that i'm you didn't listen i need to you know punish you in some way but then it's like okay i love you i forgive you i'm going to give you another chance here's what you can do now and maybe they'll start out worshiping him but then very quickly they start to worship other things they start to worship False idols is this idea, right? But there's so many ways that this shows up in our lives where to, to remove kind of the Christian speak of it, of, you know, worshiping false idols and making things into idols. The way I could talk about this more casually is when we value things like, like 
our home or our car or how we look or a certain person in our lives or um, our job or our money or our status or our creative abilities or our mental abilities or our physical abilities. There's all these ways that we can overvalue and, and overemphasize things in our life and basically place our sense of okayness, our sense of identity, and our sense of uh, like what's right and what's most important on something that is going to fail us eventually because all of that's temporary. All of that's um, also all of that, like so many of those things, they can't give us love. They can't give us support in the way that God can. So for example, um, when when we idolize another person, whether it's our romantic partner or a, a family member or a best friend, there's ways that we unintentionally, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? We can't help it, whatever that word is. <laughs> we can't help, it seems, but turn away from the true source of love, the true source of okayness, the true source of identity when we turn towards something else. And then it starts to get weird. I, I don't know if you've experienced this yourself, but when we value something that much, we start to need it to be a certain way for us to feel okay. Right? We start to need that person to treat us a certain way, to interact with us a certain amount of the time, to whatever it is. We start to get really kind of like tight and needy about how that person's being or like let's if it's that we're overemphasizing how we look, then it's like, oh, we, we feel totally distraught if something changes about our appearance. And in contrast to that, when we place emphasis and value and and love and our identity and our sense of okayness in God he he is not only not temporal right he is uh eternal but he's also just like overflowing with love with kindness with mercy with wisdom and we can rely on that source of love always, 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 always. And I, I'm just so struck by how as I rely on God, as I center my life around Christ, and I'm using those two words interchangeably because for me, that's God is Christ and Christ is God. Uh, and maybe I will learn in the future that that's not quite accurate, but at this time, that is my understanding. <laughs> um, and so I, I really do find that as I center my life around Christ, I feel that I'm able to love others better. And I I feel it, it's like this this idea of Christ being your steady anchor. That you're just, you're, you're held, you're steady, that steadfast love. And so I'll go on to, you'll notice some of these themes are echoed in these next few episodes uh, that I overview. But we'll, we'll move on now. So episode 56 is called 
you get to choose. And this felt so important to me to highlight because I think there's a way that in my own journey with Christianity, it could feel like, like you have to, you have to, you have to do it. You have to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you don't, that's so bad and wrong and terrible and, and you, you just have to do it. And, um, like you, you don't have, you don't have a choice. You're pressured, you're whatever. But as I've read scripture and as I've listened to other Christians talk about this, I realized, wow, God loves us so much that he wants us to experience what true love is. And true love requires choice. God could, of course, make us all love him, make us all, you know, you know, choose to be Christian and choose to accept Christ. But we wouldn't know what true love is if he did that. And so he gave us choice. He gave us choice. And that has enabled us to experience true love. It also, on the flip side, choice, free will, uh, allows sin, aka darkness or or things that lead us towards destruction and discomfort um that also gets to exist because if we have choice then sometimes we'll choose darkness and sometimes we need darkness to know what light is but you do get to choose and there's something so beautiful about that to me because I I really grew up feeling that I had so much choice my mom really emphasized that she was so excited for me to get to the age uh where I could tell her what kind of school I wanted to go to, where I could I could give her feedback of like, mm, I don't like this, but I do like this. I want to go to this one. <laughs> and she was just so excited to know me and to know what I wanted and what I was choosing. Uh, and I really grew up with this emphasis on the the value and the love that that comes from wanting to give someone the freedom to choose. And so... It was so soothing to me and so beautiful to me to read in the scripture and to hear from other Christians how much choice is part of Christianity. It's actually like a deep core part of it that that it is a choice and that it's a choice that you make freely and that you continue to make as you show up in your day-to-day life, choosing to turn towards God, choosing to pray, choosing to give things over to God rather than rely on your own understanding or ideas or (laughs) sense of uh, being able to do it best which is just it's just you know we're we're human and we're precious we are precious to God and our capacity is limited and that's okay we're not meant to be eternal and infinite and all-knowing I think part of the beauty of being alive here now is getting to experience the sweetness of surrender and trusting, trusting in something bigger than us. And that is God. So next, 57, the many names of love. This is such a fun one, especially if you're a word nerd like I am. So the Bible was written in basically three different languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, which I don't know if that language still exists to this day, um, and Greek. And a lot of the chap, a lot of the, sorry, not the chapters, the book 
the books in the Bible that talk about love um, are in Greek. I think because they're written by Paul, but I please do not do not hold me to that. I don't think that that's 100% accurate. But um, there's a lot of Greek words for love. And very specifically in the Bible, there's this Greek word that's used for love called agape, which is this form of really true love and this this like unconditional sustaining love. And anyway, that episode is so fun because I talk about there's like three other forms of love that are mentioned. Uh, there are words that are used in the Bible to describe love or to, I guess that mean love, but that have different kind of flavors. And it's just fun to think about that and think about how God is love. And um, I read some really cool commentaries from my Bible on that part. And I actually thought I'd read another commentary to you all here um, because da, 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 this just felt like a cool and interesting piece to share. So this is called More Than a Feeling, and um, <laughs> which makes me think of that, um, that song by that band. More than a feeling. Anyway, Journey, that's who it is. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is great because it's talking about um, God's love, but it's also talking about how we're, act, we're, we're asked to engage with love as followers of Christ. Throughout scripture, we are assured of God's love and reminded that the proof of God's boundless love is that Christ died for us. And then that references a few places of scripture, basically in Romans and in 1 John. But love is not simply meant to make us feel good. Rather, it is meant to motivate us to respond in ways that make us emulate his goodness. Love sometimes demands that we act in very practical and even uncomfortable ways. And so then it details a few of these examples. Love is not optional, which comes from 1 John. We are commanded to love one another. The next point is love is demonstrative, which is also from 1 John. Our love for God is shown to the degree we show love to others. I'm going to say that one again. Our love for God is shown to the degree we show love to others. Then the next point, love is active, an act of will, also from 1 John. We are commanded to do the acts of love. If we shut our eyes to the needs of others, our love for God is called into question. And then the fourth point here, fourth and final, love is responsive. Also from 1 John. These are all from 1 John. <laughs> we are able to love because we have been. Oh, let me say that again. We are able to love because we have been and are loved by God. This love causes us to respond lovingly to others. So basically, this is talking about how God's love for us not only inspires us and, and um, energizes us, fuels us, to love others, but in loving others, we're able to demonstrate God's love for us. So it really reminds me of this idea of, you know, God's love flowing to us and through us, which is part of the intro of every episode. Because it, I really, I can really perceive that. I, I almost see it in like some kind of visual way of God's 
God loves us, right? So the love's flowing to us. And then as a, as a sign of that, as, as this healthy symptom of that love, it's overflowing through us so that his love is flowing through us out into the world, out to others. And this is part of what I think is so beautiful about Christianity because the main commands are love God and love each other. And to be loving to each other, that that includes taking care of each other, being kind to one another, helping meet one another's needs, uh, and just like looking out for one another. What a, what a beautiful compass, what a beautiful code of behavior. And this, to be clear, it's not that you aren't Christian if it's there's this idea in Christianity of legalism, which is more kind of what ha- what came before Christianity, which was to get into heaven, you have to do all these things the right way and all the all the the laws more that are present in especially like Orthodox Judaism, I believe. Um, and so remembering that it's n- that while there are commandments, there are there are things that God asks us to follow. Our salvation does not reside or, or rely on us being a good person or doing the right thing. And there's also this understanding that when we give our lives to Christ, that presence of his love, the Holy Spirit that lives in us, and the, the way that, that that giving of yourself over to Christ transforms the heart and mind of the person, you're naturally drawn to to make changes to turn away from things that were maybe more destructive or harmful and so it's not that you have to be perfect to be christian it's that you you become christian and then you let god and his love work through you and work on you and and naturally you turn more towards his light as you turn more towards his light Anything that's not supportive or helpful falls away. And for me, that's part of why I care about reading the Bible regularly because it's a way to turn towards the light of God. And there's so many things changing in my life for the better. This There's a sense of greater work ethic, greater gratitude and appreciation for the blessings in my life. And there are so many and greater patience, greater humility, greater willingness to acknowledge, you know, where where I am missing the mark, and and also greater willingness to stand in the truth and say, hey, no, that's not okay. So it's 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 a beautiful thing to receive this transformative love. Okay, where was I? <laughs> okay, episode fifty-eight. You will be free indeed. So episode 58 is the first episode I've ever titled with scripture. So you will be free indeed. Let's see if I I know where that scripture comes from. (laughs) Yes, that's from John chapter 8, verse 36. For if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Ah, so good. So good. Uh... So, oh yeah, and I talked about what sin is in this one. This is, this, this is really good. I got really deep into more about scripture and about freedom. So yeah, basically I was like, oh, I just, I want to think about, I want to talk about freedom because this was close to the 4th of July. 
And I had such a wonderful time discovering that when you're talking about freedom in a Christian lens, you can't not talk about forgiveness because forgiveness is your path to freedom, which is um, something that's talked about in, in Psalms. I think it's Psalm 102 and a few other places, Matthew, Luke. Yeah, forgiveness is your path to freedom. And forgiveness is something that we're encouraged to do. We are encouraged to to forgive others as God forgives us. Because if we forgive others, that's part of how we can receive God's forgiveness of us. So it's, it's once again, it kind of reminds me of that flow, right? God's love flows through us and then it flows out through us to others and inspires us to love others. It's like... You know, his forgiveness flows to us and inspires us to forgive others. And I think my experience of this too is that as I forgive others, I feel more of God's forgiveness of me. And there is this sense of freedom. There is this sense of how wonderful is it to free yourself of holding a grudge, right? And I know people, I think there's famous things said about, you know, Resentment is like drinking poison, hoping it hurts the other person. Resentment, in my mind, is a, is a form of unforgiveness. And so this reminds me, I don't know where this is in the Bible, but I know it talks about this idea of, I think it's Christ specifically speaking about this, of loving your enemy, blessing, blessing the one who seeks to harm you, um, and basically just kind of going above and beyond. So rather than just kind of being neutral, Christ asks us to, to be exceedingly loving, to be, to kind of almost to do the opposite of what you would imagine. I know there's this conversation, I believe it's between Peter, Peter Simon, I think his name's Simon, but then it becomes Peter throughout his time as a disciple of Christ, where he's saying like, oh, well, you know, if somebody, you know, does something wrong to me, should I, what, I should forgive them like seven times. At least, like they could do that seven times. I could forgive them all seven times, right? Like that's, that's, that's probably like pretty generous. And I'm obviously paraphrasing. <laughs> and Christ says, no, you should forgive them seven times, 77. Basically saying like, just forgive them again and again and again and again and again. And this is such a beautiful depiction of the way that Christ forgives the way that God is so um, steadfast and and long-suffering is a word that's used in the Bible too, which to me, uh, my understanding at this time is that it basically means it's a love that endures, that can, can handle challenges and keep loving. It is like so strong, so, so strong, so steady. And so to be free, to be freed by Christ, in my mind, part of that is part of accepting that freedom that he gives us is choosing to forgive, choosing to forgive. And also choosing to ask for forgiveness for the ways that we've fallen short. Because how, how beautiful to receive the true, everlasting, profound forgiveness that, that God can give us. Right. And, and I, once again, I just, I'm so aware of the wisdom that I feel in God and him saying, Hey, part of being in a relationship with me, part of what I want for you, part of what I know will lead you towards the light is 
acknowledging your shortcomings and asking for forgiveness, which is basically another way to describe the word that may sound kind of dark and heavy and intense, but repentance, right? Repent, repent and turn to Christ (laughs) is something that's said a lot. And repentance really is, it reminds me, and I think I talk about this in that episode. It reminds me of a chapter in the Love Signals book that I've been working on, which will definitely be still happen in some capacity someday, but I'm revisiting it in such a deep way because being Christian now has expanded my worldview and I want this book to really, really be a faithful description and depiction of the love of Christ and my experience of that. But anyway, in the book, there's a chapter where I talk about um, the, the, the sunshine of love and this idea of how sunshine is a combination of warmth. So it's like the warmth of compassion and love, but also the light of awareness and illumination. So rather than it being like uh, an artificial light, which could be cold, it could be harsh. So it's just awareness without compassion. Um, or, and I don't even know if I write this in the book, but, or just warmth, right? Just like the heat of something, but the, no light. Uh, the combination of light and warmth is so profound because there's just so much that's possible when you have that combo. I think that idea is especially potent to me because as somebody who loves being self-aware, I've sometimes used that in a in a critical way, in a in a harsh and kind of unkind way towards myself. So to bring love along for the ride has felt so profound. And now as I experience this whole concept, I, I basically am realizing that repentance and and the that process of asking for forgiveness of acknowledging our shortcomings and asking for forgiveness from god it feels like a way of basically grabbing up the that all that clutter all that funky stuff from out from from the dark parts where we might want to hide it and bringing it before god bringing it out into the sunshine it's like a a musty garage that's full of old boxes and you're like you know what i'm gonna open the garage door and I'm going to grab all the boxes and bring them out into the sun just so we can like look at it and and see what's here and in the book I talk about how when you bring it into the light into the sunshine of love there's possibility for transformation and that feels so true with God that when when I offer like hey please forgive me for not trusting you please forgive me for my fear and my worry and my doubt Please forgive me for all these ways that I'm I'm not relying on you and remembering that you are here and you love me and, and you want to take care of me. That's been one of my prayers recently. Well, yeah, yeah, recently. I'd say it feels like it was maybe a little more alive a few weeks back, but it feels like I'm I'm taking these things that might feel so shameful and heavy and I'm offering them over to God. And as I ask for forgiveness, I often feel this sense of lightness come over me. It's not always there. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, well, I I did that and off I go to, you know, live life and and choose to trust in God. But 
how wonderful is it to rather than kind of keep those to myself and try to control it and try to manage those thoughts or manage those feelings to offer them over to God to offer them over to that light and that love that God is I know that that's my best chance to feel free and to feel light and to really come back to what's truly the most centering and nourishing which is remembering God's love and basically this this asking for forgiveness feels like it's like a form of of release and of cleansing and it's wonderful it's wonderful it's I think it's I think there's lots of ways that I didn't understand what what repentance or like asking for forgiveness I didn't really understand what forgiveness even was for most of my life I feel like this is the first time in my life I've ever really understood it and I'm still learning how to put it to words. So that's a great episode. Uh, Asking for forgiveness from God is a beautiful thing. And choosing to forgive others. And sometimes too, I'll even prayer for God to help me forgive others. Because sometimes I can feel hardened in my heart. and, And I know that's not how I want to be. I know I want to let love, let, let God's love shine through me. And, and I want to be an extension of his love. Alrighty, so the last one, 59. This was also titled after some scripture, An Everlasting Love, uh, which I believe comes from Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. Uh, I'm not 100% certain. Yeah, not that looks right. Yeah, yeah. Where basically God is talking about how he promises to always love us. I think I wrote out the, 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 that piece of scripture here in the description. Yes, Jeremiah 31, 3. The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. This episode was so fun. It's, it's shorter. Some of them got really long, like 40 or so minutes long. Uh, but this one was so fun to me because it was a little shorter. And it was a wonderful opportunity to reflect on how love signals and this journey I've been on since I started that love letter project back in 2020. And then here we are, you know, uh, 2023, three years, over three years later. How that project was really about, it's, it's been this quest of what is true love and what would it be like if my life was saturated, completely saturated with love, with true love? What would that be like? And, and it, I feel kind of tickled in realizing like, whoa, like how wonderful that the quest for true love led me to Christ and Oh my goodness, the love that I feel from Christ and the love that I feel I'm able to live in and share with others because of my relationship with Christ is is greater than I could have imagined. And and it's only the beginning. I, I feel like my life is becoming even more full of love, even more full of celebration and rejoicing and thanksgiving yeah Mm -hmm. so 
how wonderful is it that even through this, this profound past nine weeks, nine episodes, with this ongoing emphasis on love, which is basically, you know, this podcast is all about love. Um, and as I've gone through this journey of coming to Christ, I am so struck by how love is a steady presence and a, it's like, it's like that through line that's leading me through every aspect of it all, through every season, through every feeling, every topic. And all along it was God, all along it was God knocking on the door of my heart saying, Hey, come here, come here, come look at this. Come try this. Come, come check this out. See, see what this wakes up in you. And I feel so grateful to God. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for being patient with me, for knocking on the door of my heart and giving me opportunities to know you deeper and deeper, more and more. And dear Lord, I ask that you bless anyone who's listening now with your love, that they may feel it more and more, and that they may feel willing to come into the light and the beauty of your love all the more, whatever that may look like for them. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, you all. I hope that this next week is wonderful you for wonderful for you <laughs> and wonderful you. I hope that you are wonderful you. And if any of these podcasts sounded exciting to you after I was reviewing them, go back and listen. Maybe you heard it. Maybe you didn't. I love these review ones, though. I think it's a great little summary. And I'm just so touched in this moment by, it almost feels like, I know I'm using all these metaphors, but there's the knocking on the door, but there's almost this way it feels like I've just been led so kindly, so gently, as if a warm hand has been holding one of my hands and just drawing me through a beautiful woodland. And all along, I could feel the love. And here I am coming into even deeper relationship with love. Waking up to the full, true nature of love. What a blessing that is. All right, my dears. Please know there is so much love, so much love here for you. May you be well. And until next time, take care. <laughs>